Hello, Husky fans. This is the first installment of the Noah Dickerson Show. Of course, Noah, one of those players on that team that finally got Washington back to the tournament. He's pro playing professionally all over the world right now. Right now, he's in Seattle. He's covering the Huskies for Sports Illustrated Washington. But Noah, what are your first impressions of this 0-3 Washington team after their first week of games? So with the Washington team, like I, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. I think some of the offensive woes could be a couple first game jitters, which is which happens for a lot of guys. And the team hasn't played together ever. And and honestly speaking, after hearing from some of the guys and seeing that like they never got a chance to hang out with each other, like the first time a lot of the guys got a chance to really see each other and got to hang out for the first time was like on the bus to the to the, to the plane. And then right, and a lot. You know, yeah, and they've been on campus for summer school and all the other stuff. So they have been, the athletic department has been telling them not to hang out and things like that and to stay within your little bubble of like who you're living with and things like that. So um, so that's why I, I, I think it'll, it'll get a lot better as the games progress because there's a lot more chemistry and things like that will happen. Because, again, it's hard to not to have to sit there and call somebody your teammate and not know at all how they play and never, and never play with them at all. That's super hard. Yeah, and that's a good point. And and you know, when it comes to the college season, you know, you the practices are one spot, but really where those relationships are built, especially with these uh these programs that are really successful, like the one that you were involved in where you were at Washington, you guys were with each other all the time. Uh that was evident when we had on your teammates, uh we had David Crisp, we had you uh, we had Matisse Steibel and uh, you guys were together all the time. You guys had your bike stolen together. You guys had to keep going to school together. You were, you know, living in a house together. You guys also played extra ball together. And that's what, you know, you think of this Washington team, the leader, the best player on this team is Quade Green. And if Quade doesn't understand how Eric Stevenson comes off screens and uh, demands the ball, that's going to take him off of his rhythm. Exactly. That's that's exactly. That's why during that Utah game, I I, I was I was sitting there. They gotta put it all together for two uh, for two halves because they stopped playing deep. But like the offense, offensively in the first half, it looked way better. Yes. Uh, it, yeah, it really did. I looked. It looked way better. It wasn't even. It didn't look like the same team. Yeah, and you know, just looking at their field goal percentages, it, it I I think you hit it on the head that these players who have come, especially the transfers and and Cole Bejma and Eric Stevenson, um, Eric is shooting twenty eight percent from the field. Uh, that's a guy who's uh, a really good outside shooter. He's good at rhythm. He has struggled from the three point line, um, shooting less than twenty five percent. You figure as those players get more comfortable uh you're gonna see the percentages go up and you're gonna see the assists go up which was a major issue in the utah game with washington only having six assists when the game mattered exactly that that, that i think kind of hurt them Utah game i felt like they were all they were all searching for shots and yes. when and w once you start doing that that's you're not gonna win like it's hard to it's hard to do that. They all wanted to be the I can do it by myself, and uh, they were all hunting shots, and they were not going in.
Right. And looking back, uh, you know, obviously Washington is now 0-1 in conference play, but they had two games in the non-conference uh, that were scheduled, you know, kind of on this COVID fly, and, and they got uh, – number two Baylor and Baylor did what Baylor should do as the second best team in the country right now. Um, But Washington was able to make a run after they went down big. Uh, The one that is, is perplexing to me is the UC Riverside game. Um, What do you think is going to help Washington, uh, find cohesion on the offensive side of the ball first um well, uh, run outs uh they played in the first half of the Utah game they're going go they're going they're uh, getting up and down a lot more a lot they yeah. had a lot more fast break points i remember in the uc was riverside game they had like 20 something fast breaks and scored like four points some something, something crazy like that yeah. um and then uh and they were cry- in, the, in the utah game they were crashing the glass they were going after those boards. Uh, I saw my man Riley get in there, keep the ball high. Um, the first time he went in, he went in there for two, three minutes, got four, uh, four points and two rebounds, uh, right? And like multiple chain shots. You know what I mean? That that you know that that's a good little spark right there. And like that's that's I think that's something they need to carry on throughout the game, throughout more throughout the game, especially in the second half because in that second half they just stopped playing defense I felt like and they're and don't Utah's a really good team and they're really good they're really well coached and and he's a he's a great game plan coach but I just felt like they got anything they wanted on the defensive end in the second half. Yeah, and was that attributed partially to some new guys playing major roles, but you look at it, you have, you know, I'm looking at the minutes leaders right now. It's quad a green. It's Amir Wright, Jamal Bay, three guys that have been in the system the entire time that a uh, hop has been here. And then you have Raekwon battle, Nate Roberts um, after Eric Stevenson as guys who this is their second year in, I haven't been able to watch it. I've been listening to the games and it seems like the, Maybe it's just the lack of playing together in that two-three zone see, this see, year. See, that's the thing. Like, it, like even in the UC, the UC game, like it wasn't their defense. They played great deep. Their defense looked fantastic. And I told them in the UC, who they play UC Riverside. Yeah. So in that game, like their de- it wasn't their defense. I thought their defense looked great. Oh, their defense looked fantastic. They're flying around everywhere. It looked great. They just couldn't score the basketball. Last night, it, the first half they was good. The second half they just they stopped playing right. defense. It, I, I don't. It, it like they were flying around looking great the day before. It's I'm I'm guessing the more games they play, the better they'll start to get with each other, and it'll come around. I don't think, I I don't think it'll still stay playing like this, and they'll start getting it under themselves and start to play together and things like that. It just takes some time. Yeah. And, you know, one of the guys who's actually, you know, he's been in the system for a long time. He was your teammate and Hamir Wright. Um, Hamir Wright is one of those players that does a lot of things. He's He's been the glue guy. He was a glue guy even when you were there uh, as a guy that uh, a rim protector, he would get rebounds. He would score the basketball when needed. Uh, and this year, his plus minus when he's on the court, especially in that Utah game, uh, he was one of the only guys with a positive plus minus. What does Samir Wright bring to this roster um, that hasn't had a ton of time to play together in 2020? 
like with Hamir. Hamir's been around. Hamir's been around since uh, I was there. He's been playing major roles forever, uh, forever. Like he brings so much experience to that team. Because right now it's not even. I don't necessarily think it's necessarily the hoop stuff that's causing to give them the biggest problem right now. I think it's just them not not being teammates at the at the moment. You know what I mean? Just them not not knowing each other and things like that. That's like the biggest issue. And and, and just knowing Hamir, he's such a he just such a good friendly person. Like he can bring the team together. And that's like really what they need right now. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think. I mean, I just keep coming back to that. I haven't stopped thinking about your first point is these guys just need to be around each other. Uh, Quade last year, uh, looking at his stats before the suspension, um, where, here we go. His, um, his assist numbers, uh, he was averaging five, over five assists a game. And now at the and it's a small sample size, but right now he's he's only a, a little above three, uh, and you'd expect that to come up as they get more familiar with each other. But um, you said pre-show that you have a lot of different. You got some negatives about this team, but you also have some positives. So I'm going to give you the floor to talk as long as you want, right here. Yeah. So like, so the biggest thing for me that everybody that everybody needs to understand is like they, these guys don't know each other. Like they don't they don't. That's like as a basketball player. That's like the biggest thing. Like I need to know where, hey, like I can be my best when if everybody else knows where my best is. If everybody on the court knows that, hey, look, on that right elbow I shoot ninety two percent, but on that left elbow I shoot thirty three percent. Hey, let's make sure we get him as many. Uh, make sure he gets almost all his shots on that right elbow. You know what I mean? And so if, if you don't play with guys, you don't know their tendencies. You don't know what they like to do. You don't know how to play with them. And it's hard to pick it up on the flight in a game. They don't practice very much. They do a lot of workouts and things like that. But other than seeing seeing guys play, oh, they can't do that. So the returners know how the returners play. But some of the, a lot of the new transfer and things like that, a lot of the guys that are playing, they, aren't, they haven't been, been around them long enough to even, you know, to even have a chance to figure that out. And then, like, there's also, you know, just comes with just being, being, you know, teenagers and things like that. Like, you know, uh, guys, guys also don't know each other, like, just mentally. Just they're, they're not friends, you know. I'm, I'm not gonna say they're not friends. They're not like they're not close. They're not. They don't know each other like that. So when somebody yells at them, they might take it a little bit differently than if, if you, you guys are best friends and been hanging out forever, forever. And you know, like it's it's just different. It's it's just very different right now, just through COVID and. I do, I do truly believe that with due time, like the team will get a lot better pretty quickly. Well, that's what happened with your core group, right? You guys were together. Um, I'll, I'll never forget your game against um, Arizona, where you just went absolutely bananas, and the guys got you in the the ball where you needed it. Uh, there were other games that year where uh, Dominic Green was really hot. You guys knew when to give him the ball, uh, and he would have those double-digit point nights. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, learning to communicate, uh, knowing each other's tendencies. And my favorite part of that interview was Matisse Thibel saying that the reason why the 2-3 zone worked is because you guys all knew that he was going to gamble and that you could you could back him up. Um, and those are things that are going to come as this team uh, travels together, meshes together, and spends time together. 
Um, do you see uh, an offensive threat to go along with Quad A? No, not yet. That, that, yeah. that is, I truly, I, I, they don't have a, other than Quad A, which I need Quad A to pass the ball uh, a little bit more, get the offense moving because it's uh, like, because he's a point guard. But as a guy that, uh, but they don't have another dude that is like, hey man, go out there, go get a bucket. That would have been Nas. Nas could have been playing this year. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, there's some guys that can that can shoot from the outside. Obviously, Eric Stevenson um, is a good shooter who can uh, he can get a shot sometimes. Another one is Raekwon Battle. Um, Marcus Onis hasn't played a whole bunch yet. He's only averaging 12 minutes a game. Uh, there's some guys there that as they go through the season might be able to. But right now, a lot of the offensive load is on Quade Green. A lot, and uh, you know, like half the time, guys just gotta, you know, you know. Sometimes it may feel like it may look like dudes might have forgotten how to play basketball. I, mean, I had to call a couple of them right. after that UC Riverside game. Like, hey, bro, you guys forgot how to score the ball. Like, yeah, I, I, I can get right. everything else, but you guys forgot how to actually score the basketball. I know you guys ain't forgot how to put the ball in the basket. You know, regardless of it, I know you guys know how to do that. You guys gotta relax. You know, relax, and you guys. It'll come, but you you know it'll come. You just gotta be around each other and trust. Right. Um, on the uh, one thing that we've talked about before is it is harder to rebound in the two three zone, and you see Riverside and Baylor uh, dominated Washington on the boards, but they started figuring it out against Utah, where the rebound disparity was very very close. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate Roberts uh, averaging seven rebounds a game. He's coming on as somebody that Washington can rely on in the post. He's averaging six over six points and seven rebounds a game. Hamir Wright obviously doing everything, averaging almost six rebounds a game. He gets He's averaging two steals, and he's over a block and a half a game. But the guy that really came on against Utah that uh, was, especially when Washington was – winning or and uh still in striking distance was oh, Riley Sorn from Richland, Washington. Seven foot four. Uh did you were did you know that name when you were a senior at Washington and has he surprised yeah, you? Yeah, no, uh, especially no, no, against yeah, that. He was, he was there when I was uh, when I was still there. He I used to practice against him. Uh oh was he yeah, is he Richard? Okay. He's a Richard. Uh you know uh I've always, you know, Riley. Riley's one of the hardest working guys I know. He he's been working out with Coach Daughter vigorously for since he got on campus, and like like you can see some of the things like uh, when he was getting a lot of his offensive rebounds or rebounds, the ball always stayed high. He had a ball where he bobbed, he he tipped the ball back to himself. The ball never went lower than his head, and he dunked it. And I and it just it's drills. That I know that he sits there with Coach Daughter and, and does every single day. And so I was just happy for him to be able to come out and start being able to show uh, something he's been working on for years. Awesome. Uh, my last point is looking at this roster, uh, there's still long bodies that is going to make it hard for other teams to score. Uh, when you have guys like Jamal Bay and Marcus Sahonis, uh, along with these big guys down low, uh, with the tenacity in which Quade Green is on the defensive side of the ball, Washington, if they can find just a little more scoring, should be successful in the Pac-12. Well, definitely. Uh, I, 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 I definitely think that will be successful in the Pac-12. 
as, as soon as they find they're gonna find they're gonna find the offensive woes because I I think that I truly believe their defense is is great and and they need to keep it up for a full uh, two halves. But um, but w- once they find their offensive the offensive uh, tandem, then I think it'll be fine. For Sports Illustrated Husky Maven Channel, my name's Trevor Mueller. He's Noah Dickerson. Go, Go dogs. dogs.